When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a a top of the charts Tuesday, which means we play jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. A little bit more Stevie Wonder lately. I recognize that. Appreciate that. We've had Stevie Wonder conversations on the show. I always say he's the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of music. You just don't. People don't bring up Stevie when they start talking about greats and goats. Um, but he probably should be in that conversation. Uh, you can be in the conversation. Please join the conversation. Specs text line is the best place to do it. 512-337-3776. We're getting a lot of love on the Specs text line, and we appreciate all the love, man. Thank you guys for all the uh, the well wishes and all the uh, the really nice complimentary things you guys have said on the Specs text line. We love you guys, too. Uh, that's, why we can't, that's why we drove up here. That's right. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> that is why we're here. That's why uh, we're here. We're here for y'all uh, because uh, it, the show means a lot to us. You guys mean a lot to us. So we appreciate you guys listening. And we hope you guys are being safe. You don't have to be on those roads. Don't get on those roads. Um, but if you're on the roads, please be safe. And uh, that's why we're here to entertain you yep. while you're on the roads. But Smex Text Line, best way to do it, 512-337-3776. Lots of breaking news to get to. But before we get to the Big 12 schedule and give you our, uh, uh, our comments and our thoughts about the Big 12 schedule and the details of it, let's give you the, uh, the breaking news so far that's happened today. So, glad we came in, actually, by the way. Uh, got a lot of breaking news. Sean Payton is uh, going to be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. That's being reported by multiple uh, outlets, but it's also been reported by Adam Schefter. And, yes, uh, the, a king's ransom, if you will, for Sean Payton. We don't know the salary just yet. That detail has not yet been released, at least that I know of. You see it, Patrick, let me know. Um, but it is saying that they did have to trade for uh, Sean Payton. And in that trade, the compensation is Denver uh, sent. A 2023 first round. I'm oh, sorry, Denver's going to uh, Denver's yeah, Denver's sending a 2023 first round pick, uh, second round pick in next year's draft, so in 2024. Yep. And then uh, also, yeah, and this, they also, yeah, they're going to get the Saints 2024 third round pick and Sean Payton. So they'll get Sean Payton and a third round pick. They're going to give up a first round pick and a second round pick. That's the exchange. So check this out. <clears throat> a a first-round pick that was originally owned by the 49ers has now been traded three times. From San Francisco to Miami to trade up for Trey Lance. From Miami to Denver to trade up for Bradley Chubb. And now from Denver to New Orleans to get Sean Payton. That's yeah. how that. <laughs> what, that's hey. what happens when you got them out there, right? You start moving these things around. It's the NBAification of the NFL. It one hundred percent. They want to trade more now. Yeah, yeah. We've so seen it a lot. That that is a, a an amazing, mm. amazing move. And 
I thought Sean Payton, to be honest with you, I thought Sean Payton was going to sit out one more year. I thought he was going to sit out, going back to our conspiracy theory about what we thought of uh, Mike McCarthy and what might happen if it doesn't work. Then he's going to probably be out. Jerry was going to probably go for Sean Payton, and all was going to be good because now Kellen Moore is gone. Now Sean Payton is gone. So, Cowboy fans, we got Mike McCarthy for quite some time now. Well, no, you got Dan Quinn potentially. And Oh, yeah, that's true. My my conspiracy theory was always about the reason you you got Dan Quinn to come back because he told Dan Quinn, you're coaching waiting, which means Jerry Jones probably knew about this deal. Oh, Jerry, you, Jerry Jones knows is in a lot. Yeah, Jerry he, Jones is basically the commissioner of the owners association. Yeah. So he knows what's going on among the owners. And Jerry knew probably at the time, all right, they want Sean Payton or they want D'Amico Ryans. All right, damn it, I'm not going to get Sean Payton. All right, so I got to get Dan Quinn. And I guarantee the way he keeps Dan Quinn is you pull him in there and say, Dan Quinn, if we don't make it to a Super Bowl or, you know, if we're not in a conference championship, Mike McCarthy's going to yeah, be gone. Yeah. And you're going to be my guy because Sean Payton's going to have another job. I'm already hearing that. Yeah, I think that that's my conspiracy theory. And by the way, my conspiracy theory is looking less and less like a conspiracy theory every day, and looking more and more like a logical. I was going to say, pre- looking more like facts, a logical prediction. <laughs> all right, all right, logical conclusion to come to. Okay, so here's here's the skinny on this, and we don't know which one uh, is more factual. But Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, both extremely good at their jobs, very credible sources, have different. Uh, they have different opinions on how the D'Amico Ryan's. Sean Payton timeline lays out. So what Ian Rappaport is basically saying, and by the way, for those who don't know, D'Amico Ryans has been hired by the Houston Texans. And Ian Rappaport is hinting that the Broncos actually were zeroing in on D'Amico Ryans as well. This is what he tweeted out 25 minutes ago. He said, the Broncos last few weeks zeroed in on D'Amico Ryans secretly tried to lure Jim Harbaugh from Michigan, negotiated a Sean Payton deal, tried to hire Ryans again, and then finalizing the hire of Payton as their new head coach. Um, He's claiming, also a tweet from Ian Rappaport, unbelievable, the Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again today before he recommitted to the Texans. Says sources say when he agreed to terms with the Texans, they moved and finalized the Sean Payton deal. That's what Ian Rappaport's reporting, but Adam Schefter, all right, Shifty Shefty, he has a different take on things. He's got other sources, and he says timing of today's two hires was completely coincidental. The Broncos were zeroed in on Sean Payton and didn't make any contact this week with D'Amico Ryans or his agent. Denver was focused on Payton and Houston on Ryans. Yep. So here's here's a person that I've I've had interviews with before. His name is Mike Cleese. And he's covered the Denver Broncos for a long time. He said Broncos did not, capital not, capital not, have any contact with D'Amico Ryans or his rep since Sunday. Since, since Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, since yeah. Sunday. While Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, and D'Amico Ryans were all at the forefront of the search at various points, focus turned to Sean Payton and the Saints on the trade by Sunday. Monday and today. They were working on the trade since Sunday. So could both reports be true? They can both be true. In the sense that, yes, that D'Amico Ryans decided on Sunday that— As soon as the loss happened. <clears throat> Remember that, because they had Very to true. play. But there were also reports on Sunday, and Patrick, I don't know, you might have seen these too. There were reports that D'Amico Ryans, that he was canceling interviews 
because he had decided that he wanted to take the job and he had become the front runner. Yes. Yep. That was that, that was around that was the weekend. Those reports were right. going out there. So yeah. Then they do a Zoom with him prior to that, like that Friday before we left. Matter of fact, I think you're correct. They did a Zoom because he was getting prepared for the game. Yeah, so they right. did that Zoom, yep. and then as soon as it was over, boom. They went right down there. As soon as it was over, he flew into Houston, got the, the actual mm. interview again, the second interview, and, and it became official. Okay. I can yeah. see, yeah, both things can yeah. both things can be true. I think for – also, the we don't know the price tag of Sean Payton. You said right. this before, Patrick. We don't know the price tag of Sean Payton, um, but that's something that I wonder if initially – and I know it's Walmart money. Got a text you said that Walmart money, hard to beat. I the agree. show is different. It's hard to beat. <laughs> no, but I, I wonder if when the, when the price tag comes out – if it's something astronomical, then we know maybe that initially shocked them and they went, whoa, man, I say we can get D'Amico around. This dude was asking for what, how much? 25? And, and the picks. And, and the especially picks. especially yeah. when that new, when the report came out that they may want even more. Yeah, they, they, two say, first, it, oh, they, they want two more. first. So you want our first this year and our first next yeah. year. Like they may, have, they may have been a little bullish on that, which makes sense. And I think for D'Amico Ryans, it makes sense that he goes, man, look, I don't know that ownership. That just fired a coach in his first year. Yeah, I do know the ownership who fired two coaches in one year. I've known <laughs> I've known the McNairs, so I've known Cal and I knew his dad. I've known them for fifteen years. Yeah, so yeah. I have a ongoing relationship with them. So at least, even though there is, I know that he may not be the smartest guy in the world or whatever. I have his ear because I've known him for fifteen. I've known him longer because Sarah's known him. I've known him, so maybe I can get a little bit more done on that end. That if I go to the Broncos, and then they don't want to keep me either because they want Russell Wilson to be good, and I'm a defensive coordinator. Yeah, like I'm a point. defensive guy. And we know there's also a report the Texans made an offer for Sean Payton as well. Yeah, yeah. But they made an offer. We don't know what the offer was. But yeah. They made an offer. We don't know exactly what it was, but uh, that was out there too. So I, I, I think the Texans and the Denver Broncos just all both wanted the same. They were both in love with the same girls. <laughs> they both, you know what I mean? They just, they both had hot like for the R. same Kelly chicks. And, uh, uh, Usher. Yeah, exactly. The same girl. <laughs> it happens sometimes, yeah. man. You're like, hey, man, we we both got the hots for the same chick, and uh, I think that happened with the Broncos and the Texans. And honestly, I would have been fine with either one of those hires as a Texans fan. So I'm glad they got D'Amico's Ryan, D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, I'm saying that since the season started, that he should have been the guy for him. I think I think it's a good hire. I'll get into that a little bit more in Rod's rant of the day. All right, those are the breaking stories from the NFL. Headlines. Let's get to the breaking news at the college football level, gentlemen. The Big 12 uh, made the uh, Twitterverse today uh, because it released its schedule around 1 p.m. The schedule's released for the Big 12. So we'll start here close to home and then give our uh, thoughts about the rest of the Big 12. But the Longhorns lays out. Here it is, gentlemen. Um, Rice at home to start out the season. Um, Then you got Alabama on the road. Then you got Wyoming at home. Baylor on the road. Um, then you got come back with Kansas at home to open up October. Uh, you got Oklahoma, of course, that is uh, in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Then you got a bye week right after Oklahoma. It's a damn good place for a bye week. It really yep. is rare. Yep. I can't remember the last time that happened. <laughs> we got to research that. You got U of H after the bye week, so you're going to H Town. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have to make that trip. We, we yeah. are done. Done. <laughs> Let's make that trip go to H Town. Done. Man, for real. It might be a field trip. Football, don't lie. Uh, then we got BYU at home. Uh, man, you got to play BYU. You'd much rather play them at the crib. Smooth um, off a bite. Then you got K State, the Big Twelve champion mm-hmm. at home. 
Can't ask for a better situation. That's so back to back home games. So to me, probably your most physical games of the season will arguably be be against BYU, K State, and Bama and Oklahoma. Bama and Oklahoma, you can't obviously show that one's arrival, and then Bama's going to be on the road. But I'm glad late in the season when you're going to be banged up, yep. when guys are going to be you know 70, 80 percent, there's going to be a ton of guys injured. Hopefully not too many. Not on um, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully Jay Witt stay out of that. <laughs> uh, but back to back home games against two of your more physical opponents. That's big. Then you got TCU on the road. Uh, the Purple Kryptonite, back-to-back, uh, uh, K-State at uh, on the road, but then, say, K-State at home, and then TCU on the road. And then you'll have Iowa State. Um, mm-hmm. That's on the road, though. So you, do have, you got back-to-back home games and back-to-back road games. Um, so that is really tough. And then to end the season, you'll have Texas Tech at home. Yeah. There you go. All right. What are your thoughts, Harge? I, I, I like the schedule. Yeah. I like the schedule for the Longhorns. I think this is going to be a big test for them. Obviously, that, that trip to Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa is, is one that everybody's looking forward to anyway because it's Alabama, and they think that they got shorted here at home, so they want to go out there and avenge that. But looking at not playing Oklahoma State is the biggest one, I guess you would say, as a farewell matchup on the uh, getting out of here. But when you look at BYU, that's a team that's older, physical, but Texas is going to be older. They're, they're supposed to be just as physical. So that's good that you get them here at DKR. But K-State, not, not only is the defending Big 12 champion, they can go back and play TCU, who played for the Big 12 championship mm-hmm. and won a playoff game, played for the national championship. Yeah. So now you're looking at both of those games, your purple kryptonite are back-to-back, and then you finish on the road. Um, I mean, you go to Jack Trice Stadium, by the way, the only stadium in the Big 12 that is named after an African-American. Shout out, shout out. Uh, but then you finish on the Thanksgiving weekend against Texas Tech, which is always a good game. It's always a big battle. Well, you know, I think Texas Tech actually is making some strides. I think Texas Tech is going to be, I don't know, I don't say good this year, but they'll be competitive this year. There's no question about it, especially the way they ended the season. Uh, but with TCU losing a lot, yeah, right? They were a veteran mm-hmm. team, most experienced team in the Big 12, so they lose a lot. So you got your boy Chandler Morris at quarterback, though. Yeah, you got Chandler Morris. <laughs> He's going to get a shot. <laughs> they, they wish they had Max Duggan coming back, I'm sure, at this point. Honestly, the truth is, in terms of that back-to-back um, that back-to-back road uh, test there at the end of the season, TCU uh, on the road, and then Iowa State on the road in back-to-back weeks. I'm a little, I think I'm more worried about the Iowa State trip than I am the TCU trip. Well, you know how tough it is to play up there in Iowa well, State remember, every single time. That quarterback's coming back. Yeah, that, that, Deckers. And he played well. Oh, yeah. But he, don't have, but he don't have that big wide receiver coming back. They don't, man. But they all, they'll, they'll have something there. And that one worries me a little bit because TCU's going to lose a ton. Has Matt Campbell lost his uh, luster? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. shining. He should. He, he should. He should be the head coach of the Detroit Lions right yeah. now. He well, should. He messed that up. The, he knows. They called the wrong Campbell. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he knows he messed that up. He should have. Yeah. Ca- you got to cash that lottery ticket in. Yeah. He, he kept that lottery ticket in his pocket, washed it, and lost it. Yeah. And then like, like yeah, my lottery ticket. I know I had a winner. Oh, damn. I wrote my name on the damn, back of it and damn. everything. His wife is looking at him every day like you. We could have been gone. We could have been gone. We got to. Yeah, honey. We could have lived in Detroit. We could have. Yeah, you lived in Detroit, but you own an island next to Tyler Perry. There you go. There it is. <laughs> that's Good the point. way that works. That, that's you know true. I mean? That's true. Uh, all right, getting back to the schedule, <laughs> though. Uh, but, no, you're all right. He did lose. He lost his luster. But you know what? I don't think Mike Campbell has a problem with it. Yeah. I think he's perfectly fine being there at Iowa State. I think so, too. And think about how, how many times Lifer. they— Exactly. I yep. think he's fine with that. And think about how many times they were close last year. Oh, I know. They were right there. Yep. 
close to being beating Texas. They were close to beating a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think Iowa State will will bounce back. Actually, and remember they have been recruiting really well because of the Purdy, um, you know, that Purdy regime there when they had them and uh, man, what's the name of the Cola the Titans, co- both co- Brees, Brees yeah. Hall. Yeah. They they were they, they had their best recruiting years when they had that group because they were showcased. Now they didn't win a lot, right? They probably should have won more, but they did some recruiting. So we know Matt Campbell can develop talent. But anyway, getting back to it. Um, okay, let me let me say this. Let's, let's take the Alabama game out of it because obviously Alabama is the toughest road test for yep, Texas, yep. no question. Um, but other than get, I want I want to on the count of three. How about this? We just do it simultaneously, all three of us. Okay. If you guys are looking at the schedule, are you looking at it right now? Hold on, I'm pulling back up. Yep. Okay, let Let's me tell go. you. I'll tell you the road games. Okay. Alabama's out of it. All right. The road games are Baylor. I guess, I mean, you can say Oklahoma if you want to. It's away from home. So you say games away from home. You can say Oklahoma if you want to. Okay. There's U of H. Mm-hmm. There's TCU. And there's Iowa State. Which one of those road games, road tests away from home, worry you the most? Not counting Alabama. Correct? Not counting Alabama. Yeah. That's too easy. Yep. Right? Yep. Too easy. Yep. Yep. All right. On the count of three, I want you to tell me which one worries you the most. One, two, three. Baylor Iowa State. State. What'd you say? I said Iowa State. I said Iowa State too. Baylor. Baylor. Mm-hmm. Blake Shapen? Uh yeah. And I think you gotta remember, I believe that uh mm. oh God, what's his name? The head coach. Oh, uh, awesome. uh, mm. oh Aranda. Aranda. Dave, Dave Aranda, okay, Aranda yeah. is a doggone good coach. He, and I, I think, think he, so. and I think he was embarrassed from where they went from the year before to what they did last year. I think he's gonna be a better Better coach team. I think he's going to be – Shapin's going to be a better quarterback. I believe he's going to get way better than that before. And I think that they're going to be a tougher game because okay. it's a it's a big rivalry. Baylor is a team that you hate losing to, and they love beating you. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at that game as one, and it's on the road. So I'm I, looking at that game. I know I, I Iowa go State's going to be gone. I think that Texas – that one's earlier in the season – so I think Texas will already have been through Alabama. They'll be mm. a little bit more set, but Baylor's still probably figuring stuff out at that point. I think later in the season, going to Iowa State, it'll probably be miserable. Like just one of those games yeah. that's 35 degrees and rainy or something like November that. November 18th. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something like that. I could see that going to the point. And one of those games where you're a little bit more beat up, you have to go up to Iowa State and just, you know, oh, you, yeah. you may overlook it. Because you're like, oh, we're right by the end of the season. Yeah, maybe you're in the Big 12 title hunt. You're not there. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. One, it seems like one of those games of the second week of a away stretch. It's a trap. It's yeah. a trap. It's a trap game. No, I'm, I, I agree. I think it's a trap game right there. That worries me a little bit. Just because you're coming off of the BYU at home, K-State at home, and then playing TCU. Those are all hype games. Yep. You're going to be really, really hype. And you go on the road to Iowa State, and they're going to be really hype. <laughs> it's like a, that's, mm-hmm. their, that's their biggest home game of the season. There's no question. It always is. Right. Texas is coming to town. Uh, all right, let's go home games that worry you the most. Here are the home games. Um, you got, to start out, you got Rice. You got Wyoming. You got Kansas. Huh? Mm-hmm. You got BYU, K-State, and Texas Tech. All right, on the count of three, which one of the home games is uh, stressing you out the most just looking at it? One, two, three. Three. Kansas. Who'd you say? Kansas. Who'd you say? BYU. Oh, I said K-State, so we all got something different. Yeah. All no. right, give it to me, Patrick. Why you, I know why you said BYU. I get it. Because BYU always plays us good. <laughs> like, they just always play Texas good. We never seem it. like we're ready for it. 
it seems like one of those games where you don't necessarily get up for it because it's not like BYU's coming to town and talking trash, and so you may not get up for it. It's probably an 11 a.m. game, mm. and you just it's go. Probably 11. A.m. Hey, hey man, we're texting. It's probably an 11 a.m. A lot of no, our games. Good may point, be. Patrick. Because- and you just put all that together, and that seems like a trap game at home. Of man, BYU here they come, and we're not paying attention. And all of a sudden, they just play more fundamental sound football. And just kind of come and get on you. And they're physical. Even if you yeah. lose to BYU, mm-hmm. you're going to get beat up playing. They're grown men. Yep. They got mortgages. They got kids and families. <laughs> like no, BYU, I'm with They've you. They've lived life. They have, man. At yeah. BYU always bothers me a little bit. You're coming off the road <sighs> from Houston, so it's a weird kind of like two-game stretch right there as well of playing conference opponents that are new conference opponents. Fair. So you don't know them. Yep. There's just a lot of things around it where – Hey, that one would worry me. That's fair. And the one that worries you hard the most, you said? Kansas. Kansas. You know what? First I, off is Kansas. Yeah, it was. And, you know what I'm saying? Well, and Jalen Daniels is Jaylen early Daniels. in the season. He may be healthy. He was coming off of the injury when he played against Texas the mm-hmm. last time, and he hadn't gotten his, his footing just yet. So I'm looking at that. And this is an up-and-coming football team. We talked about it. Yeah, he, was, he was in the Heisman conversation at the very beginning of it before he got hurt. Every week you and I were sitting there doing our pregame show looking at Kansas like, are we watching this dude just go off on everybody? For real, for real. <laughs> and he was making it, making good decisions. He was playing well. They had a rhythm at the position. That's the reason why it bothers me. Honestly, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna mock that at all. I would have mocked that two years ago. Harsh. Right, we uh, all would have. Hey, no doubt. Until they got and, Applebee's. Hey, and always <laughs> that game before Oklahoma. You always have to worry about looking ahead. Right. Ooh, good one. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, that's actually a little. That's a weird game to have before Oklahoma. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. I'm with I'm with Patrick on that one. Uh, the the one that worries me is just K State because Will Howard, man, they were a different team. I, I said it last year. I think if they had started Will Howard, they'd have beat Texas last year. Right in that game, uh, and then they started Will Howard and end up beating TCU. Yeah, <laughs> start, there you go. Become the Big Twelve champion. That one worries me. So yeah, and uh, don't forget they got that running back Devin Neal for. For uh, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. A good player. Solid player. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. So I think we got more home games we're concerned about than the road games. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I took Bama out of there just, cause, yeah, of just because, of course, you're freaking out about Bama. Yeah. It's yeah. Bama. Um, yeah, everybody knows. But Bama, Bama's a test. I think Texas will be up for just because, I mean, you can't go to Bama and be flat. Right. If you go to Bama flat, I'm going to question the whole damn coaching staff. Come on. Well, and we know. Exactly. And the reality <laughs> is, you know, and I mean, this is clearly, you know, Putting the cart before the horse, you can lose to Alabama and play for a national championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any of these yeah, other games, it's way harder to lose that game and good then point. play for the championship. So that's one that you can look at and go. It's early enough in the season. It's a really good team. So even if you lose that, your season is still completely intact. Uh, which one of these teams on Texas schedule? Agree, by the way, Patrick. Which one of these teams on Texas schedule is most likely to surprise? I can't say TCU style because that's going all the way to the big dance, but. The biggest surprise team on the schedule that we're not expecting because somebody's going to be good. We're not expecting to be good, and somebody's going to be bad uh, that we're we were expecting to be good. We know that's just the way football works. Uh, what team on that schedule do you think is most likely to be like, hey man, that might be a damn good team that surprised? My pick, honestly, right now, strangely enough, it might be Tech. That's that's mine. That's mine. Without it might hesi- be Tech for me. Without hesitation, that right? is mine from the very beginning. Uh, Texas Tech is a team that. You know, we were mocking it. Everything runs through Lubbock, and then they went through that little stretch. But if you paid attention, they finished with eight wins as well. 
And they won their bowl game, and they were trending yeah, in the right direction. Who's that? Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah. yeah. That's right. It was a good win. Yeah, that it was, was a doggone win. good win. Yeah. And, and they're building on that. And that was the conversation we were having going into Texas's bowl game, going up uh, uh, against a team that obviously Michael Penix Jr. is going to be a Heisman Trophy candidate. He's already being mentioned in the preseason. And we thought that. That was going to be the game. We, you knew what you were going to go up against. But Texas Tech going and beating Ole Miss in the bowl game in the state of Texas – and finishing strong, Joey McGuire's got that thing cooking up there in Lubbock. Patrick? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go with K-State. I think that this is a conference where it's going to be a little bit more like basketball, except where there's going to be a lot of good teams, but there's not necessarily – like TCU definitely stood out this season. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure – I don't know if any of these teams are going to be, you know, playing on New Year's Day. Okay. I don't know if anybody – Texas and Oklahoma would probably be the most – the two that you'd look at and go just because they're Blue Bloods. But yep. they have improved in the last few years no, either. That's the case, yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, I Kansas State. If Will Howard plays like he did through a lot of this season, then quarterbacks rule the rule the game of college football. Yeah, and so I'll give it to them if they have a quarterback who looks like he could do some big things. Uh, I'll give you one quick stack because we got to get to Hard to Knock Live coming up that I think favors Texas. I was looking at the bye weeks. Everybody gets one bye week that I I see here, and they're. There are only two teams in the Big 12 this season that are going to have the luxury of no team playing them after the bye week. What? Say that again? So every team except Kansas and Texas, all right, will play a team after their bye week. They have an opponent they play after their opponent's bye week. Okay. Right, their opponent had a yep. bye week. Basically, had two weeks to prepare for you. Ooh. Texas won't have that. Yeah, well, that's their way of saying, "Hey, Te- Texas, Texas and Kansas on your the, way out." The way I, the way I see it, Texas and Kansas are the only two teams who don't have to play a, an opponent um, after that opposing team's bye week. Interesting. That, man, Texas' schedule got that's really, a hell of a. That's I, like, a hell of a break. I, I honestly was expecting the schedule to be really yeah. slanted. That Texas and OU were going to be going to every. Ter- like I would say terrible place, but every far place. Yeah. Dude. You were going to be dri- on the road a lot and traveling far. And it's Iowa State is the only conference game I was, that I, we are leaving the state for. That To me, that's yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a big one, too. That is. that. Yeah, they saved them on the travel. Yeah, the only conference game. I like that, Patrick. Nice little stat. I like the factoid Besides there. that, every other, the furthest besides the Iowa State and obviously Baylor. It's Bama. You're, you're probably leaving. I mean, Bama, excuse me. Bama. You, 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 the furthest you would go is two and a half hours. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I don't know why it is, but it's favorable. Yeah, but none of us thought none of us saw it <laughs> no. coming. No. I thought Texas hey, we know. Hey, I know. Here. I know. My man Craig Way has got to be thrilled about this. Absolutely, uh, that is true. <laughs> when you talk about the hardest working man and how much he travels, yeah, this one is going to be all through car. This one is all through car. Yeah, it's going to stop in all little yeah, diners, get all the diners, diners, drive-ins, and dives and stuff like that. He should do that. Oh, he should have. He does that. What I'm talking about? He should have a film crew. He already travels 
of Craig Way. Oh, man, we've already suggested Every that. Dairy Queen. We suggested it for LHN years ago. Uh, LHN doesn't listen to the people. All right, we'll come back. You got to give got, the people what they want. What you got coming up for the people in Harsh Knock Well, since we're talking about college football and these new schedules, the Athletic did a report uh, just recently that talked about the hottest hires in the college game this year, and I wanted to get you guys' opinion on that and talk a little bit about that. All right, talking about the college football coaching carousel. We'll get into that a little bit more when we come back right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a top of the charts edition of Ball Don't Lie, an ice cold edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Har- <laughs> it's your boy Harbaugh Harge. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. Uh, we love it when you're a part of the show and we appreciate you. We've seen everybody giving us shout outs here on the Specs text line 512 337 3776. And I wanted to talk about this because obviously the schedules are coming out. Uh, different different uh, conferences are releasing their schedules as well. But there's a lot of changes that have been going on in college football and obviously in the NFL. We had breaking news earlier that we will get back into. But the biggest breaking news of the entire offseason was in college football was Deion Sanders going to Colorado. It created a major buzz, uh, him leaving Jackson State. Uh, There was so much that was happening. Uh, People were saying that he was turning his back on HBCUs, which is far from the truth. Mm -mm. But he got an opportunity to go to the big leagues, as they like to say. When you get a chance to go to a Power 5 school and get your opportunity to coach some athletes and be on the same level as some of these other coaches, and you want to test yourself. Mm -hmm. You want to see what type of coach you can truly be. And a lot of people were kind of questioning, Colorado? Why Colorado? Well, Dion believed that he has an opportunity to do so, and the reason why I believe he thinks he can do so is because of the fact that transfer portal, it is big. Mm-hmm. You can bring in the players that you want. NIL, huge situation, big opportunities to rebuild an, uh, uh, a college team that is on the cusp of being very good. So I want to go through a couple names and a couple colleges here in the Power Five. Obviously, I just mentioned Dion. We'll go back to that in just a second. But when you look at the Wisconsin Badgers, that's mm-hmm. a team that I have I, – I, I've been thinking that they're going to get over the hump every single year. For, for years and years, they were a 10-11 win team. They were, they were almost like the University of Texas in the sense where you knew that they were going to win 10 games. Mm-hmm. And they were going to be playing in the Rose Bowl. And it was going to be all fun and dandy. And then they go get their – head kicked in by whatever team they would play in the Rose Bowl, but they've had success. But they decided that they were going to make a change. And Luke Fickle, who used to be with Cincinnati, took them to the playoffs for the first time. Uh, I thought this was a big hire for them. I thought this was the right hire. I was kind of surprised that Luke Fickle decided to leave Cincinnati and go to the Big Ten, but I also thought that the reason why he did that is he wanted to leave the group of five and have a chance to go into the power five. Little did he know at the time that Cincinnati was going to join the Big 12 and he would have still been in a Power 5 conference. Now, my question to you, with him going there instead of staying in the Big 12, 
do you think he's going to be able to compete at that high level in the Big Ten against Ohio State's, Michigan's? Are you mm. are you going to be that team? Not every year. Right. It'll be. A, I think I think Ohio State's going to be in there the entire yeah. time. It'll be something every every three or four years potentially you could compete with those teams. I yep. think. But yeah. I don't know if you can do it every year. Yeah, yeah it's going to be real tough. Level. Right. Yeah. And a lot of, I mean, let's in be honest. In the NIL world, I don't know if you have the resources either. You, I don't think you're yeah. in that. I don't think a lot of those kids want to go up there and get cheese farms. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what the selling point is there, but I wanted to see. I mean, I'm, I'm, the money's good. You see what mm-hmm. it costs for eggs nowadays. Maybe. You might have a chance to make some money for on it. For real. So then you start to try to figure out, okay, let's look at Louisville. Louisville is a team that is, you know, I've been a big fan of Louisville back in the day because of Lamar Jackson and what they were able to do. Well, now they brought in Purdue's Jeff Brown. Mm. Jeff Brown, offensive-minded guy. He's very he's very good at uh, changing the flow of the game. I think Louisville has a decent quarterback. He kind of looks like Lamar Jackson, to be quite honest with you. He can throw it a little bit better. But um, do you think that was a good hire for them? Um. Yeah, because I think I like his offense because mm-hmm. it is a vertical passing game. I mean, they throw it downfield a ton. A ton. They yeah, stretch it out. They stretch it out. I like that. Um, so I, I, it depends on if he has the right. He has the right quarterback. I mean, with that system. Yeah. But I like that hire. Okay. The biggest one in the Big Ten that we've been talking about for a while is Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. We saw what he did at Temple. We saw what he did at Baylor. And let's be honest, they have a they have good athletes at um, Nebraska. They just haven't been able to figure it out. Scott Frost, from what we heard, he wasn't even being, he wasn't even really engaged no. in the entire process. I guess it was, I'm at home now, so I can pretty much do what I want to do instead <laughs> of making sure that he's he's building Lincoln back to the, the glory days. I don't mm-hmm. think they'll ever get back to the glory days. It's going to be tough. But Casey Thompson told us, they got money here, man. Well, they can get an NIL deal. And now Coach Rule, who's been in the NFL, saw what it was all about, and now he's back in there. And one thing he has been able to do throughout his career is build up and turn around programs. So I think that was a home run hire for them, and I think he's going to bring a lot of uh, energy that they need at at Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Let's put it like this. I think the fans are going to enjoy what he brings to the table. I like, you know, I like me some Matt Rule. I think I love fan. love me some Matt Rule. Even when he went to the NFL and failed, people talk trash on him. But I've always said those are two totally different games, two totally different sports. Absolutely. Basically, um, I think Matt Rule is going to do well there. Can he bring them back to? Prominence, championship uh, competition, or a championship level. Yeah, I said not every year, but I do think you can get it to the point where he's contending every three or four years. You know, Nebraska has a cycle of veteran players with the transfer portal, with NIL, that they can compete at a high level. I believe so too. I'm I'm, I'm very fond of that that hire as well. Now we're going to go to the SEC. One of the biggest stories that is out there, and I'm still trying to figure out how this guy keeps getting recycled, is Auburn picking Hugh Freeze. Mm. Hugh Freeze went from Ole Miss, where he won, and people kept saying he was a cheater. Then he went to Liberty. He definitely won there. Matter of fact, he he, he bamboozled everybody at Liberty and in the NFL that they got Malik Willis drafted high. That's a great point. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. his development of quarterbacks Man, is outstanding, but when they point. get to the next level, it may not be as as great. But Seriously. this dude can coach, and his offensive-minded uh, ways have been A1. 
I mean, say what you want about him off the field and, and how he got into some bad situations, but it's the SEC. They <laughs> like bad situations. <laughs> they like to turn the party up. So I'm looking at Hugh Freeze, and I think this was a great hire as well for them. Yeah, I mean, it's a good hire because he's he knows football. He's a good ball coach. But, Matt, do wonder about the culture there. Yep. He's got some character questions, character concerns. Big, big time. So, if he, yeah, if he's turned over a new leaf, yeah, if he's, if he's the guy. But if not, then uh, you might have to uh, have, have a handler yep. deal with him situationally. <laughs> I, I want to bring it closer to home now. I want to talk about Texas State. Okay. Now, you know, you know yeah. that's my boy, Jake Spavital. Mm-hmm. He got another job. They let him go, and then he got an offensive coordinator job with Cal. We yep. wish him well. Um, I think that's a good spot for him. He's back at home, basically, because that's where he cut his teeth with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sonny Dykes. The Bear Raid. Yeah, he, he was yeah. ready to go out there. And I think he's going to be great as an offensive coordinator. But then bringing in G.J. Kenny. Um, now, this is the deal that I, 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 I see with G.J. I, I like him. I think he's going to do a good job for them. He's 34 years old. He's young. He was a hot commodity this year, and but he was coaching players that were already mm-hmm. there that they had at Incarnate Word because of my man Eric Morris, who just got named North Texas mm-hmm. head coach. Eric Morris brought in a ton of players before he left and went to Washington State. But what I like about what he has done is he's recruited the state of Texas hard, Hard, and that's being a former quarterback here, being a former coach here, his dad being a former coach with the Texas High School Coaches Association. I think this is a home run hire for Texas State, and I do believe that they're going to compete big time right away because not only did they get G.J. Kenny, they just brought in Malik Hooker, who was the backup – I mean – Malik Hornsby. I'm like, not the safety. <laughs> they bought in Malik Hornsby, who was the backup quarterback at Arkansas. Yeah. That was one hell of an athlete. They would bring him in to run, but he was a high, high recruit coming out of high school. And now he's going to get an opportunity to run his offense there. Yeah, and he understands, you know, because he's a coach's son. Absolutely. Um, and so he knows about the coaching ties in the Texas High School Football Coach Association and how strong and influential that group is. So he knows, she, even though I know the transfer portal is going to be important, you got to have a, a, a high school football recruiting base yes. um, to be your bread and butter. And that's why Texas State's on the right path. They are definitely on yeah. the right path. And they've, they've got some good transfers that have moved in, too. Oh, yeah. they got some guys that have done some things. And that was the thing about Jake. He was, he was so worried about the wins that he was trying to get high-quality players to come in, and it just didn't work at the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm excited for this hire. Got two more before we, we end Hard Knocks Live. Tom Herman at Florida Atlantic. Hey. Look, Tom Herman can coach, man. Tom Herman is a doggone good coach. Say what you want about his off the field and him not, you know, dealing with the boosters well or whatever the conversation was Mm -hmm. that ended up making him leave. But you can never doubt what he did on the football field. His teams were tough. They played to the very end. And I think he was was good for Texas up to a point, Mm -hmm. up to a point. He went away for a while, and I don't know if you've seen him lately. Dude is skinny. He looks good. Is he really? Oh, yeah. He has changed his whole persona. Like, you wouldn't even recognize him. He probably walked past you, and you wouldn't know it was him. <laughs> but, dude, he can coach, and he's going to get a lot of good players there at Florida Atlantic. 
So I'm excited for Tom Herman. I think they did a good job, and this is a good opportunity for him to go to a place where he's out of the limelight, he's not having to deal with all the stuff that he had mm-hmm. to deal with at some of the other places, and he can just go out there and coach ball. Yeah, and, I like that. And last but not least, my man Deion Sanders. Prime time. <laughs> Prime time. Hey, look, if one thing he has done, he's created a buzz. Yes, he has. I've got Colorado gear. Uh, my my boys got Colorado gear. I know Derek's running around here putting on his Colorado gear that we ain't seen him wearing a long time. <laughs> you have seen the buzz, and you have seen players in the recruiting ranks, in the transfer portal. All of them want to go and play for Dion. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for him. There's no way. Look, Dion's probably not going to win as many games as everybody thinks he's going to, or he probably will. But I'm telling you this much. The buzz that he's created for the Pac-12 is undeniable. People are already talking about TCU's playing them the first game. Mm-hmm. People are trying to get tickets to that game strictly because of that. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what Dion is going to do. So I think that is the best hire throughout this offseason. Uh, that I, and Matt Rule. Yeah, I love the Dion hire, and I, I said it for months. Even if he is a failure, even if he's a you know monumental disaster <laughs> of a coach, your program's going to be left better off because he's going to recruit like gangbusters. And the amount of free media and free publicity you're going to get with just Deion Sanders being your head coach will make it well worth whatever salary you're going to pay him for the two or three years you're coach. So he's going to stock the cupboard, all right, with tons of talent, and he's going to give you a ton of free publicity and free media, which is going to help your on your admissions because you're going to get yes. more and more applications because it's going to become a really popular institution. You'll get more airtime on TV, all those things. And that's aside from winning. The winning is actually going to be an added bonus. It is. It because is. you suck now anyway. Exactly. You suck you won now. one game last year. Exactly, and nobody's talking about you. And if you get Dion and he doesn't win, okay, you'll suck on the football field, but he's going to make the headlines. Exactly. He's, he's working with Barstool. He's going to he's gonna go viral. He's got 60-minute specials. He's going to bring game day to town, exactly. all this kind of stuff, free media, and players want to play for Dion. If I was being recruited, I would have to consider playing for Dion. Absolutely. Dion's heart would have to consider playing for Dion. A thousand percent. Exactly. You just, a thousand percent. <laughs> I ain't going to say I'm going to do it, but I got to consider it. I got to go see I'm Dion. I'm going to see what it's all about. Exactly. For sure. I'm, I'm going to see that hype. visit. That's right. And I'm going to shake Dion's hand and go, hey, what's up, Primetime? And if Primetime convinces me to commit right there, then so be it. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Mama. Mama. Get the Kool-Aid ready because he wanted to sit there and drink some of your sweet tea as well. Exactly. There was a, there was a, a lady, he went to a restaurant there and he was very disappointed he was so sad he was like i love this kind of small restaurant y'all don't have no grits y'all don't have no grits <laughs> i saw two, i saw him go back to that place that lady created some prime grits Get she got here. grits on, on the menu a, on the menu prime now. Grits now prime grits come on now that's what i'm saying impact the man is a walking marketing machine. Exactly. Like, he can't help it. He got it's the it way done. he thinks. Exactly. So I'm saying, like, just bring him in. You're going to be better off for it. And that's if he doesn't win. But if he wins, ooh, we, yeah. Trouble, trouble. <laughs> if he wins, yeah, it's going to be some trouble. Uh, good hard knock life there. We come back. Uh, we'll have a news on Michael Jackson's legacy. Come on. Yeah, we're talking about it right here on Ball Don't Out. I want to put it on the horn. D.D. Mega Doodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain bag comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of 
off the record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for another edition of Off the Record. Uh, top of the charts Tuesday, we played jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And earlier, my man Patrick played a jam from the Jackson 5. Um, that is apropos because our Off the Record actually is about Michael Jackson and I think a member of the Jackson 5 too. So the late pop singer Michael Jackson is going to be portrayed in a new biopic a movie called Michael. And you know who's going to be playing Michael Jackson? Uh-oh. His 26-year-old nephew, Jafar Jackson. Mm-hmm. How you like that? Mm. That's pretty cool, isn't he? <laughs> Wait, was his nephew named after an Aladdin character? <laughs> I don't know who's named after. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to... I don't... <laughs> no, I, it's just... That's the only time I've ever heard Jafar, and I know... I'm just a white dude from Austin, but I just don't hear the name Jafar very often. <laughs> you don't hear Jafar very often, but it's it's Michael Jackson's people. Come on, yeah, the Jacksons. Yeah. Michael Jackson probably loved Aladdin. The Jacksons are, yeah. I mean, it's his nephew, so it's uh, it's one of the Jacksons, one of the brothers' uh, sons. I don't know which one, though. He hasn't told me in his story uh, which brother it is. So. Tito, give me the tissue. It might be his. <laughs> uh, is, is, is he related to Your Majesty? <laughs> Your Majesty, yeah, probably. Michael is his uncle. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Jafar's going to play my. Now, this is, uh, they don't talk about what part of. Was Geppetto busy? Of what, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't talk about what part of his life the movie's going to be based on. And I don't know how old uh, J- J- I don't know how old Jafar is. So, Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think he is. Oh, Jermaine Jackson. Sorry. He's the son of Jermaine Jackson. Okay. Just found it. So yeah. Jafar Jackson, the son of Jermaine. So there you go. Jermaine did there it something. Is. They did do right. All right they did there do you right go. by him. And, um, yeah, he's 26. So in a statement following the news, Catherine Jackson, mother of the late artist, praised the casting decision and claimed her grandson will be carrying on the Jackson legacy. The 26-year-old Got Me Singing artist is the son of Michael's brother, Jermaine Jackson. All right. So Jermaine Can Jackson. Can we talk son, about his wife for a brother. second? Which, whose wife? Jerm- uh, Michael's. Mike's, Mike, Mike's. Can you say his wife said that he was fine with that? She was fine with the casting? Or was it Jermaine's yeah. wife? It said in the late statement, Catherine Jackson, mother of the late artist. Oh, Kath, okay, okay, mom. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll take that. I That's thought you were said. talking about the wife. I'm like, how said, does she got something says, to say? I'm just reading what it says here. Like okay. said, I don't keep up with Michael Jackson's life, so I don't yeah. I don't know the family tree. I'm not no, gonna I got you. you. I got you. Um, By the way, let me read off Jermaine's kids. How many kids are you? He's got th- three different marriages, I believe. Damn, So Jermaine? he's got uh, Jermaine. <laughs> he's got Jermaine Jr. Uh, he's got Autumn Joy, Jamie. Uh, Autumn Joy. Jamie spelled, and Joy spelled J-O-I. Jamie is spelled J-I-J-A-I-M-Y. Then Jeremy. Then Jordan spelled J-O-U-R-D-Y-N-N. Wow. Okay. Okay. Doing the uh, Then Jafar. Oh, my goodness. And then Your Majesty. Okay. So you were right. Your Majesty. Majesty. You didn't know that was the name of a Jackson kid now? No. No. Yeah. What an obsession with the J's here, Yeah, too. he was really into the J's. I mean, I mean, he was come obsessed. Come on, his obsession with the J's. You're like, the only only thing that's worse than that obsession with the J's is George Foreman's obsession with naming all of his kids George. George, yeah. Yep. 
And he's a Georgina. I think he has a daughter. She's a Georgina. <laughs> Poor baby. I think there's a Georgina in there, too. I'm not joking. Oh, like, she got that grill money, though. <laughs> that grill money. Yeah. Oh, you're about to think. I just, Tracy oh, brought yeah. that up. I just saw something about George Foreman's grill. Hold on, let me find it real quick because I just saw it. I was reading. I went down a rabbit hole about George Foreman's grill. Did not mean to. Uh, okay, it was launched in 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Foreman was doing like $200 million a year by 1998. And you know who- That's how much he was making from the grill. So they decided that they had to buy him out. He was making too much damn money. Oh, so he don't have no piece of it anymore. His royalty was uh, was <laughs> upwards of 40%. So they bought him out for $138 because the George Foreman grill was doing $200 million a year, but he was only getting the royalties from it. He was still making a ton of money. They bought him out for $138 million. I bet now he wishes he'd have you know, bought, Kept that. made them, you know, well, at least made them pay more money than that. And, it was worth way more than yeah. 138 million. Yeah, I bet all the Georges do. I, yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, that was originally supposed to be Hulk Hogan. It was not. That is another Hulk Hogan lie. Hulk Hogan lied to people again. To, Hulk Hogan also said he was going to be the bass player of Metallica. Hulk Hogan says a lot of things. By the way, that's Terry, by the way, when Terry I said Bal- Jerry Terry Jones, Balea. Terry Balea is lying, not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Quit that. Terry Balea is the racist lying SOB. It is not Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it was no. not Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan can't eat, he can barely walk. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. So, uh, so after back surgery? Yeah, it's not yeah, good. He was, just on, he was just on Raw the other day, though. Was he okay? Uh, was, he, he but was I think that he had the surgery after. I was going to say, he probably Because he came out and his mic didn't work, and I thought they were censoring him, but his mic didn't work. He was on a racist tirade. Like, Terry, shut the hell like, up. This is a funny <laughs> joke, but I don't I would think it's a bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> Acting oh, like Tony man. Romo out there. <laughs> oh, I know. That yeah. is something that is making his way around. Anyway, oh, yeah. Somebody has to ask Tony Romo, what were you going to say? And he should yeah. say, I was going to say three nearby defenders or something like that. That's the only thing you can say. All right. Uh. Three nearby defenders. I just, I just say, just don't say nothing. Somebody's going to ask him. They, well, you think he's going to do any interviews? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Black History Month is next month. So no, exactly. All right, we'll right Call back. me in March. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Ball don't lie, right here. One four nine the hood.